0: Into to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Well, happy Father's Day. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and I am a father and a grandfather, and it's fun. Uh, it's it, I, you know, but, but I do relate to what... Colson says, is that I grew up in a family where sometimes it was a little bit difficult, and, and I think as a dad, you always feel like you're not doing a good job. And then uh, just seconds ago, I get this text from my son, and uh, hopefully I can get through without crying. He says, Happy Father's Day, Pops. I love you, and I'm thankful for the example that you set as a father to me. Yeah. I just wanted to break the cycle. <clears throat> Most of all, thank you for showing me Jesus. He has ever changed our family. Love you, Dad. <clears throat> so, um, you know, you just wonder, and, and I'm sure every dad in here, when we go to sleep at night, we just go, "Oh God, help me!" And I know I'm going to cause my kids all kinds of time and counseling and. <laughs> mm-hmm but just help me through the next day. So dads, thank you. Thanks for seeking to do <clears throat> the job you do and do it well. And one of the fun things about dads is that for some reason, we have all kinds of great little bits of wisdom that we'd like to share. So what's what are some of the phrases that you learn from your dad or, or from any dad type mentor in your life? Anyone, any good one, what? The only dumb question is the one you never asked. The only dumb question is the one you never ask. That's a good one. What else? Yeah. Stay in the car while Stay in the car while it's moving. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yes. When in, doubt, don't. when in doubt, don't. Yes. Any other ones over here? Good ones? Pay for you can do. What's that? Pay for you can do. Don't pay someone for something that you can do. That's right. Yeah, I, I have a few of my own that uh, my dad shared with me. Don't spit in the wind. <laughs> And of course I had to figure out why. And now I know. Don't spit in the wind. Respect fire, electricity, and your mom because they all have the opportunity to have you lose your life. Uh, Wherever you are, be all there. Do what you say. Open doors for others the less you say the less chance others know how dumb you really are (laughs) my job is giving out words so you know (laughs) uh some of dad's advice is helpful and we really appreciate that dads have been there for us and sometimes we don't listen and we understand their wisdom far later in life but i know on a day like this it brings up all kinds of emotions not only for a dad ourselves as we wonder if we're ever doing it right uh but maybe we had a dad that was not out of that kind or, or was gone or maybe even distance or maybe we have some not so good memories and maybe even abuse. Um, those are real feelings. And, and, maybe, and maybe we miss the dad we always wanted. Those are real thoughts. I know I've shared some of those thoughts and it's good to process our feelings. And, and as Colson so wonderfully and vulnerably says, he gets help. I would encourage you to get help. I know I have. It's, it's, been, it's done me good. But, but no matter what, uh, we need input in our lives, either from a dad or other older, wiser, more experienced mentor type people who can speak into our lives. It, it's like uh, my work on my 69 Jeepster Commando. There, there she is. Or there she is. Uh, isn't that engine so clean? Mm, it's a V6 if anybody cares. Uh, but it's an older car and needs a lot of work. And right now I'm trying to retrofit the air cleaner because <clears throat> this air cleaner is, is an oil bath air cleaner. Now, if you don't know what this is, that's okay. It's, it's, there's oil supposed to be in there. And when it splashes around, the oil comes in and the air filters through that. It's not a real environmental friendly way to clean the air, but, but it, it, it uh, a little grease. It's always, isn't it good to just to get a little grease on your hands? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but it's, it's, so I need to retrofit this. And the truth is, is I've got my service manual here for my Jeepster, but the truth is it has nothing in there for trying to retrofit this and now put a cartridge in there. So I have to kind of look outside of that. And so I've gone to seek wisdom from other wiser uh, Jeepster owners who can help me with that. And there's some videos and stuff like that. And I'm figuring out how to do that. And it's, uh, if I can ever get the time, I will do that. But I've gained insight. See, It's not gonna change on its own. It takes a bit of effort to figure it all out and, and wise counsel to be able to do that. But that's how projects like this go. And the truth is, that's how life goes. We need input to help us live the life God intended. We need mentor type, dad kind of wisdom to help us know God and to live life his way, to understand God's uh, word and, and, and our Bible, the, our manual for life. And over these past few months, we've been delving into the <clears throat> wonderful book of Psalms, uh, learning God is bigger than we think. And in Psalm 119, that we've been hearing a portion of that very long chapter read almost every Sunday over this series, we've been learning that God's communications to us through his word, the Bible, are like how Psalm one nineteen one oh five say, that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. But the question comes, like with advice or words of wisdom from mentors and dads or God, how do we take them all in? How do we grasp what the Father says? Well, in Psalm 119, we're going to jump back into Psalm 119, uh, verses now 97 to 104, we're given five ways to interact with Father God's wisdom, and maybe even dads too and those mentors in our life, for grasping God's wisdom does cause us to flourish. So let's look at this section of Psalm 119 uh, this morning on this Father's Day. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet and let's pray and ask God to challenge us this morning. Father God, uh, we are privileged to call you Father and happy Father's Day to you. And Lord, as we take this day and, and even sift through some of the emotions that we may be feeling, God, may you challenge us now with your word that we may Truly grasp your wisdom and learn from that so that we don't have to face some of the trials and tribulations on our own, but yet also to be the people that you want us to be. Learn, help us to learn this morning and teach us, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. And if you're here with us in person, take out the worship folder that's here. You fold it over. There's an outline, there's some blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen if you're online with us. This may be available with that QR code that popped up a little while ago, or you can also just look on our website, or you can just grab a piece of paper and start jotting these down. But I do encourage you, and I know this is online, that there is a study guide there. If you're here in person, they're outside these double doors to the left resource table there. There's a study guide that has all the answers to the fill in the blanks, and plus it gives you some good study questions to go from. They're online as well. I encourage you to, to check that out. We also have on our website, a section called Revive, Revive Your Soul, it's, it's there to help you uh, in your own spiritual growth. There's a lot of links to different videos and links to other resources, and there's also a link to our podcast, which we do mostly every week, uh, where we kind of go deeper or go a different angle from the passage, and you might really appreciate that. <clears throat> well, Psalm 119 is an interesting psalm. It's not only the longest chapter in the Bible, but it's it's divided up very uniquely It's what's called an alphabetic acrostic psalm. It's divided into into the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalet, goes all the way through the Hebrew alphabet. And, And then each couplet of verses that are under that Hebrew alphabet, every single one of those lines start with that letter. So if we're looking at the first segment of Psalm 119 under the letter Aleph, uh, that every single line starts with an olive. So that means that that uh, the subject matter is a little bit jumbled, but you take a look at the whole couplet, which is a lot about how Hebrew thought is, and you take a look at the whole cupboard and you can come under some neat uh, uh, thoughts, jump up to mind and, and key elements rise to the service. And in Psalm 119, verse 97 to 104, it's under the Hebrew letter mem. And uh, we find there are five ways to interact with Father God's wisdom for grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish. Well, the first way to interact with Father God's wisdom in this uh, couplet, or this gathering of, of verses in Psalm 119 is to think, uh, verses 97 and 99 talk about. We need to think, we need to engage our brain. If that's one thing my dad always challenged me with is, Mike, would you just think? And, and he said that for good reason, because there were many opportunities where I didn't think, like the time My dad took my brother and I, we were living in Utah at the time and my dad was a pilot and so he tested a lot of airplanes. Some of you have heard this story. He left my brother and I at the airport kind of uh, tower, which was not really a tower, it was just simply an office desk with one microphone that talked to the planes in the thousand miles. And he said, don't touch that microphone. (laughs) Now, I don't know what exactly happened. (laughs) Whether it's my brother double dog daring me or whatever it is, but that microphone just kind of drew me there, and I pressed on that microphone. And this has aged me right now. We were, we were, all us kids were watching the cartoon Dick Tracy. Any of you remember that? And so I just pressed on the button and said, uh, "Calling all cars, calling all cars." This is Dick Tracy. There's a uh, robbery on 34th and Eighth. You know, and and uh, and I did that a couple of times and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, this big voice comes over the speaker, but it. Boys, sit down. <clears throat> and I just went, oh my gosh, this is my dad's voice. And um, it was not pleasant um, when, we got, when he got home uh, in that. And, but I, I just, I didn't think. And wow, did I get in trouble. Uh, you know, engaging our brains is important. <laughs> For uh, to really grasp God's good teaching, the teaching from others, we need to think. Look at verse 97 of Psalm 119, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Jump down to verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Now, the word meditation means to contemplate, to wonder, to think. It it actually is a word that sounds like thinking because this is what the word sounds like. Mm. Say that with me. Mm. And, it, and it even means enthusiastically in this verse. So it's like, ah, that's how the word sounds. Ah, it's like, you know, like, aha, like, aha. That's kind of the sound of the word. It, it, it means that wonder and sense of gaining something valuable as we ponder. You see, Psalm 119 is all about embracing God's word. And, and they use as different terms for that we talked about them a long time ago Uh, his law his testimonies his precepts his words his his commands uh, all of those things are aspects of god's communication to us all mentioned in psalm 119 all throughout the whole chapter they're god's expression of himself that we are to take in much like what we learn from a good father or a good mentor we take that in we watch their life we take in their words and their insights we're eager with eager anticipation we learn something great. And so we're to take joy, mulling over God's teachings in our mind and figure out how to apply it to our life. It's it's asking, how do we live this out now when we look at God's word? For the expectation in taking in God's wisdom and God's word, God's teachings, is that we would change. We'd be more like Jesus. And that requires some mm, some thought put into it to make time, to take time to think about God and his way of life, so, to align, how, how do we align life God's way and to be eager about it? you know Can we say along with the psalmist in verse 97, where it says, oh, how I love your law, how I love God's expression to us. I can't wait to hear what God has for me. One way to grasp God, the father's, or any wisdom is to think. The question is, are you really, hmm, what does God have for me today? For grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish. The next way to interact with Father God's wisdom is to hold, to hold on to it. Like the time that we were out as a family uh, exploring some caverns. Now we as kids, my dad was great at taking us out of doors. I've been to every national park in the United States I've I've traveled all over the place. And we were in this one place where we were, uh, uh, I'm not so sure where it was, but there was a long, very steep um, embankment that ended in a giant open pit, a cavern. And so we stood on the edge of that. My dad said, here's how you tell how deep it is. You take a pebble and you chuck it into the cavern and, and listen and see how, far down it goes. And when you hear that finally the plop or the, the the ping of the rock on the bottom, you know how far it is. Now my dad was also his brain mathematician and he could calculate how deep it was, but he told us it was, it was hundreds of feet deep. So naturally he said, stay away from the cliff. Now I, I don't know what happened. Uh, but at, at, at some point, I found myself, because it was shale rock, I was sliding down that embankment, heading towards my death. And my dad yells out from the top, Mike, spread eagle. And I knew what that meant, is to, to go like this. So I did that. I held on to what he said, and he ee- came, came about one foot from that cavern. Whew. And my dad came down with a rope. He grabbed me hung onto that rope and hoisted me up. (sighs) Yeah, thank you, dad. (laughs) Uh, It's easy to not hold on to wisdom. But in that moment to help me from careening down that cliff, I held on to his command and it stopped me. And boy, did I hold on to that rope on the way up. Um, you see, God has great insights and wisdom for us, but they do no good if we don't hold on to them. Look at, uh, back at our Psalm, verse 98 and 101. Verse 98 says, Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me held on to. Look at verse 101. I understand more than the aged. I keep. Your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your words. The word keep is to obey, to comply, to hold on to God's precepts. Precepts are what God communicates that has been appointed to be done, God's procedures, His will, and His way. And we have the choice to hold on to them. And when we do, life is better. Uh, we stop that slippery slide uh, down into the greatest darkness of life. When we hold on to God's truth, we are hoisted out of trouble. And see, the the, the reality of humanity is that we're already on that slippery slope sliding down into that cavern of forever life without God. And we have to choose to listen to God's rescuing voice to tell us what to do. And that is to hold on to Jesus. Because what he did on the cross, when he came, lived among us, went to the cross, all the sin of the world was dumped on him. He paid the penalty for sin, died, rose again. So we know that he is the one where salvation can be found. So when he says, Hey, I'll save you, why not hold out to him? Many of you have done that. You've made that decision to become a follower of Jesus, to hold on to that and to grip that in salvation. And that's wonderful. We need to keep and continue to hold on to God's wisdom. In this holding on to wisdom, we have understanding as verse 100 says, meaning we can grasp uh, the perception of the correct path of life now. And so whose wisdom for life are you holding on to? Grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish. Another way to interact with Father God's wisdom is to learn. One of my joys of our grandkids is they constantly ask questions. I love it. Papa, why is the grass green? Papa, who made God? Papa, why do lizards do push-ups? Papa, why don't girls have the same body parts as boys? Yeah, that came out one night. Well, because God made them that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then he went on to other questions and it got a little deeper. <laughs> but then I love this one. Papa, do ants dream? Good question. I'm still looking for the answer. <laughs> I know they communicate. But I, what is great is they are eager to learn. They'll stop in mid-sentence. Papa, what does that mean? Papa, what, more, more, what does that mean? And they'll ask lots of questions. Uh, We affirm and, and, and ask them, and we affirm them asking questions because that's one of the ways we learn being curious, being inquisitive, being interested. I never want to stop asking questions. We should never stop asking questions. Verse 102 of Psalm 119 I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. The word taught. Uh, has with it the notion of, of, of throwing or casting out, like, like someone casting out water on plants. God sprinkles out his teachings and we soak them in, not turning them aside, but we fully embrace them. Uh, we embrace what God is saying and we are eager to learn that. God's expressions, his, his laws, his testimonies, his precepts, his commands, his word are in the Bible and we're to soak them in. And we're to ask questions so that we can seek understanding and seek the answers to those questions. Just like, like Colson was talking about earlier about uh, you know, listening and learning and asking the right questions and the, and the challenge there is. That's why this year uh, we're moving into starting in, in July, a kind of a season of, of spiritual growth. And we hope that you ask a lot of questions and you're eager to grow to grab your bibles and open it up and to to ask a lot of those questions we're going to have special so- seminars and of course we always have life groups and time on sunday mornings and and we need to be eager to learn the question is are you it's how we grasp god's wisdom for grasping god's wisdom causes us to flourish here's here's another way to interact with father god's wisdom it is to delight to delight uh, in God's expression of wisdom. Look at verse 103. Oh, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. To delight is a choice to find pleasure in, to choose to enjoy. Uh, my dad made us boys work, mostly to keep us out of trouble. There was one time we lived in Alaska at the time, and some of you've heard this story, but my dad, wanted it was in the middle of a huge snowstorm. You know where those big snowflakes that stick and they just keep piling up. And my dad said, Mike, go out and uh, shovel the driveway. And I'm going, Dad, it's snowing. He goes, go out and shovel the driveway anyways. So, you know, I had one of those big scoop shovels and I'm going down and I'm walking around and I'm scooping down and up. And every time I walk down a row, I look back and go, it's full back up. Well, so I did this three times and I went inside the house, kind of took my jacket off and sat down, turned on the TV. And my dad looked at me and go, what are you doing? I said, "Well, I did this like three times," and he looked at me. He says, "Is the driveway clean?" I said, "Well, no, it's snowing. Get back out there." So I, you know, I got my jacket on and walked down. I'm so mad, and and I decided that, you know, I can either be mad this whole time. I'm still going to have to do this. So why not have a little fun? So I began to, you know, make uh, patterns. I wrote my name a few times. I, I, uh, I made snow angels. I actually piled up the snow as high as I could get it. And I went up on the roof and jumped in it. Uh, um, just a note: if you ever do this again, make sure the pile is really high so that when you crush down on it, you don't hit the hard frozen driveway. One little bit of wisdom that I learned in that, in, that, uh, um, in that time. But it was, uh, I had fun. I just kept going back and forth. I was singing songs, making, and just had fun with it. Finally, praise God, the snow stopped and I was done and it was a delight. Not just being done, but I actually had fun. Psalm 1 verse 2 says, but his, and this is talking about a blessed man, a person who's happy, because their delight is in the law of the Lord, they've chosen to make their delight what God says, and His law He meditates on day and night. He mm, with excitement day and night. Psalm thirty-seven four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, making God your delight, and He will give the desires of your heart, because your hearts are tuned together." See, when we decide to make God and His will in our way a delight, we thrive. And How do we thrive? Psalm one verse three says it. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And in his leaf it does not wither. And in all he does, he prospers. It's like savoring honey. I have some honey for you. If you want some honey, you guys want to jump up and grab those. I have these little sticks of honey. If you want one, these guys are going to pass it out as we go along. Uh, honey is great. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's like the savoring of the sweetness of honey. Um, it's, it's 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 pondering the words of God and the delight in there. So why not make a decision to find joy in who God is and His way of life? That's how we grasp God's wisdom. For so grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish in life. And I'm sorry, online, I'm if you want some honey, I can't stick it through the camera, <laughs> but uh, um, you'll enjoy this. You can just bite off the end and suck it out or maybe not because we don't really want a sticky church, but well, maybe we do. We'd like people to stick here. <laughs> One more way to interact with father God's wisdom. It is to discern. Um, as I grow. And as I grew up, I tended to be a person of action. Still am. Uh, I, you know, let's do something is what I usually say. People start talking about ideas. Well, let's do something. Unfortunately, um, I started out and, and my staff will say, sometimes you're still this way. I'm like a ready fire aim person. You know, that's supposed to be ready aim fire, right? Yeah. Okay. Now you got it. And, and, and meaning uh, I'm t- I can be sometimes not very discerning. Like the time that I was in uh, in high school um, and I had a 1967 Ford Mustang with a 289 engine in it. And um, I decided one evening to take my engine completely apart so i did i mean i'm mechanically inclined and so i figured okay I, and i took apart every bolt everything you'd imagine stuck it all in little cans and went all over and took the entire thing out i had rented a cherry picker and picked up the engine block and, and got it all taken care of one night well, finally got done about six o'clock in the morning and so i took out the the heads i went and took them had them fixed and 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 turned and whatever and, and all made them all nice and pretty and i took out the block and had it bored and all those kind of things Got him back a week later, and again, it was somewhere in the evening, and I said, I'm going to put this thing together tonight. So I did, and I was doing great. Everything was coming together just fine, and doing the little driveway of our apartment building there, and just having a great time at that, and everything got done until the flywheel. Now, those who don't know, cars, a flywheel sticks onto the crank. The flywheel is what the starter turns to turn the engine, so it starts to move, and then starts to cycle over, and then spark plugs fire anyways i don't need to go all on that but you know if you want more about how a car works we can talk later but it so i came down to the flywheel and then in the 4289 it sits on the end of the crank and uh it sits there and there's a number of little bolts in there and there's there's short little bolts that you put in there well i was i was i was putting it together i was missing two bolts and all i had left were two bolts that are about maybe a half an inch longer and i thought mm, who cares we'll fit them in so i put them in on opposite sides thinking it would balance it out And it was great. So I put it all together, snapped it all together and turned in the key to turn it on. And it it started, and it made a a bang. Try it again, and I looked into the car and water came running out of the car. I cracked the block. Those two bolts that were in there went side by side. And when they turned the engine, they went wham on the engine block and cracked it. So I took it all apart again that night. Took the block out. They were nice to me and I got it fixed and running and man, was it fast. That's another story. (laughs) But uh, I was not very discerning. I didn't look at my Chilton's auto guide uh, to see about things. I just kind of went at it and uh, I wasn't very discerning. I wasn't very uh, thinking through the process. See, as we grasp all God expresses towards us, we grow. We mature well and become who God created us to be. We think, we think about what God says. We hold on to God's teachings. We learn who God is and about life lived his way and find our delight in him. And we get understanding. Look at verse 104. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. That word understanding means that we grasp the perception of the correct path of life. It's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 explains. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, hold on to him, and he will make your path straight. It's to not hold on to our own understanding, but to discern God's way and let God direct our path. So the question is, who is directing your life? When we choose to discern and make the choice to pay attention and follow God's path, we thrive. For grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish. You see, see the project each of us are on called life requires some input. Like, you know, me fixing up my my Jeepster, we need input. Why not seek God's wisdom? The Psalm 119 97 to 104 says and encourages, let's think, let's hold, let's delight, let's discern for grasping God's wisdom causes us to flourish. You know, one of the, uh, the neat things that uh, I remember my, my dad is that he always had a little book with him. And in that little book, he wrote down sometimes a lot of calculations. Sometimes he wrote down questions. Sometimes he wrote down thoughts. And I just thought it might be fun at father's day, um, to give out you men, college and above, just one of these little books. And uh, give an opportunity maybe to write down some questions, maybe to write down some thoughts and to encourage you on in that. And I know ladies, you think, oh, I want one of those. Well, you know, let your man have it. Uh, <laughs> no, don't let him have it. I mean, <laughs> let him take that and enjoy that. Uh, would you pray with me? <laughs> Father God, thank you for the, uh, the fun we can share together and the joy um, that you are our good, good father. And Lord, I just thank you for the privilege and the opportunity. It's a little bit scary, but thank you for that opportunity to be able to be a dad and a grandfather. And Lord, help me. <laughs> um, guide me so that I can guide those that you've given me care over. And I pray that same prayer for each dad here today. But Lord, may we truly take in your wisdom. Ah, to think, to learn, to hold on to, to discern, to delight. God, all those things with what you give to us. Thanks for the great way you make it available to us. May we hold on to it. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.